Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Round 18, all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, you have a highlight of the week past. Um, some people have accused me in the past of being uh, a little bit petty. Um, and I, I guess I can admit to that, because this week, Instagram came out with saying they're no longer going to count likes yep. on uh, Instagram posts. And a lot of the Insta-fluencers have lost their fucking shit. <laughs> um, and I'm... Pretty much enjoying it because if you're putting out quality content, it's fine. Yeah, but if you're buying likes and have like factories in, you know, third world countries giving you likes, you're fucked. Um, so the amount of tears coming out of highly made up eyes being brushed away by perfectly manicured fingers and that kind of thing, uh, it's just it's it's mother's milk to me. I love it. A nice little bit of show and fraud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm not too. Uh, too petty to admit that I fucking enjoy it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I can see it from the Facebook, Instagram side of things too because they don't make any money off those uh, like farms. So unless you're giving us a cut, why would you? Yeah, I found that funny. Their justification was, oh, they're putting us out of business so they make money off it. I'm like, isn't it? You're trying to make fucking money off it. All it is is pushing them from you to actual advertising revenue streams. Yeah. They're just making sure that they get uh, Facebook, Instagram, get more of the money that's been spent rather than, you know, there's some... Bot farm in God knows where. Yeah, and the fact is, if your content's good, you'll get there. Like exactly. Us. Doesn't make a difference. Exactly. Yeah. Has no yeah. difference to ours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Obviously, Facebook are a very philanthropic uh, business as well. Uh, love giving away money. Yeah, of course, of course they do. Uh, Brenton, you got a highlight of your week past? Well, this week at work, we've been uh, organising an event that's coming up. I haven't actually announced it yet, so I guess technically this is me announcing it. Um, technically I'm, exclusive. I'm announced to my bosses and everyone that put in hard work to keep this a secret. Uh, so there's an event coming up that we're going to run, and basically we're pairing up uh, different breweries with different bakeries, and they're pairing uh, baked goods with beer. Rightio. And Donuts and beer. It's going to work. Pretty much. And we just got confirmation today that we've got Loon on board. To uh to come in and make a Bonoffi is that the cronut? one that makes the cronuts and it's lined up around the fucking block? Yep, yep. The one that used to be a Formula One, a Formula uh, One, yeah, hmm. engineer or something. No, aerodynamicist. Yeah, we've spoken about uh, her before. I'm sure. Yeah, way back where we said I'd like to be able to get that person on the podcast and talk about Formula One. <laughs> it's funny you say um, Bonoffi um, because I only learned about Bonoffi pie a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. Never heard of it before. I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. And I looked it up, Googled it, and made one, and it didn't really work out properly. And I thought, it's, it's nice, isn't it? And then it wasn't until a couple of weeks later I realized it's called Benoffee because it's banana and toffee. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's fucking simple, isn't it? Yep. Anyway. 
Um, so, so yeah, we managed to get them on board. But basically, the brewery we're going to pair them up with is a brewery in New Zealand called Garage Project, and they do this um, banana stout beer, which okay. is you know really good. But they stopped producing it. But they were like, "Look, we can send this one over for if you want." So we we're like, "Cool." Got on to Loon. We're like, "Look, we have got this event happening. Um, we'd like to pair you up with these guys if you're interested." Yeah. Here's the details. Now they sent back saying, "Look, we love you guys, but we're just too busy at the moment. Don't have the time." We're like, "Fair enough." It was a long Fair shot, enough. but you know. Um, and then. I don't know, they must have thought about it for a few hours and wrote back and were like, all right, actually, uh, we could probably make room to give you a, a Banoffee. We think that'll pair up well with the uh, Garage Project beer. So, yeah, let's do it. And so we're like, sweet, Garage Project, uh, that keg, send it over. Yeah. What keg? What? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, uh, are you fucking joking? They're like, nah, we don't have that keg anymore. We're like, well, we've got Loon on board and yep. the rep for Garage Project fucking loves Loon. Uh, so he's like, just give me, give me... 40 minutes, 40 minutes, I'll see what I can do. Turns out they've got a keg left somewhere. Right. <laughs> and so they get the shipped over. And the good thing is, don't just line up for half a block to get to, Loon to, to get Loon, yes. They're going to come to us. Brilliant. Right, that's a fucking win. That's the way you do it. Yeah. Um, I would have uh, put money on it that I could have picked your uh, highlight of the week this week, but uh, I didn't get it. Um, because usually we go the MMA route with you. Um, yep. Old uh, Johnny Jones has been Ooh. in the news again. Yep. Um, <laughs> But uh, my highlight was actually Colby. Colby Colvington. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's um, who usually um, goes off on a bit of a rant. And it just seems too fake what he does. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's trying a WWE to, villain. He's yeah. trying to play the heel t- too hard. And I'm like, he, oh. he reminds me of uh, back in the 80s, 90s, there was a character called Erwin R. Shyster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was just, you know, you need IRS. to pay your taxes yeah. and all that sort of He was the, the stereotypical heel. I mean, he did it very fucking well. Yeah, of course he did. Of course uh, he did. Better than Covington, but Covington yeah. looks like he wanted to be him. Um, but uh, anyway, Covington, you've got to respect when you do come out with a ripper because his uh, mm. tirade on, on Twitter, well, not really the tirade, but he stood up for John Jones on Twitter and said, look, the, the man's improving. You know, at least this time, the woman wasn't pregnant. He didn't hit her with his car. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's progress. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone I saw the comment on that was like, normally don't like it, Colby, I, but that's a good one. <laughs> I think you're shit, but mate, yeah, you've got to and, respect it. <laughs> hey, when there's a one-punch knockout, you've got to accept that. You've got to, you've got to look after it. And for those that don't know, what actually happened was John Jones slapped a stripper's pussy. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and the, the thing that the stripper had uh, her umbrage to this wasn't that she got slapped in the pussy. It was that he didn't pay the $100 deposit. I guess I did get paid. <laughs> he didn't pay the $100 deposit to slap her on the pussy. Um, so, yeah. Pay $100 deposit, Jones. <laughs> Fuck's sake. See, I know the different version of that story that he punched a waitress. Well, I'm going to be honest. I didn't actually read the story. I just read Reddit comments. And then when that'll do. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how you read it, isn't it? I mean, either. Either. Yep. Yeah. But um, oh, fucking John Jones, super talented, but equal amounts cunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably. I'll put him up there. All right, let's have a look at the footy because it was a very interesting weekend of footy uh, last weekend. Um, it was a fucking travesty. Hey, never mind round seventeen. Um, stuff happened in round seventeen, but we didn't get an episode there were some up. Things we were all sick. Uh, we tried it twice was, or three times. We did try twice, and I, I know both times we went. All right, we'll do it tonight. Okay, I'm just gonna. I sat in bed with my cold. And as soon as I sat down, I went, I knew I'm not getting up. This is just not going well. I was just gutted at being robbed by Essendon, and I'm still gutted this week. Yeah, because hey, it's been a couple of weeks for, for North. But uh, start off on Friday night with Adelaide Crows and Essendon, and I'll be honest. It was a cracker. I nearly turned off at half time. <laughs> I thought, nah, Crows have got this. This is over. It's all done. And uh, 10 goals to three in the second half for Essendon. Um, come home uh, and did it comfortably in the end. Means that the the uh, the forks have come out uh, for Adelaide, haven't they? Yeah, well, yeah. 
It's, I mean, those forks are always there in the background somewhere for the crows. Uh, it doesn't matter how well they're going. Exactly, yeah. They're, they're getting sharpened. But I don't know, this one is conflicting because you always like seeing Adelaide lose like that, but you don't like seeing Essendon win like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, I do. I have liked um, seeing Essendon play the last couple of weeks. And yeah. um, you got to say, the last... Oh, no, this whole season, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody has really captured everyone's hearts, um, including like the song that everyone's seen yeah. from that punk band. Yeah. Um, he's doing his job, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing a bloody, bloody amazing job, actually. Um, Fuck it, if you get pick up Tip and Woody, you'd get on the gas every year. <laughs> you say there's something good that's come out of that uh, little um, yeah. saga. I think for, the, for the Crows, I think the Crouch Brothers were excellent this game. Um, they've been a little bit, obviously, coming back from injuries. Both of them have had uh, significant injuries, haven't they, the last year or so. Uh, For them to turn it on in the same match, is it really handy for Adelaide? wasn't handy enough. They got let down by the forward line, basically. Well, Well, you say that. I mean, Jerker kicked uh, four goals in the first half, but I think two were from free kicks, and one was, you know, his standard from the goal square. Um, But he was getting in the right positions to kick those goals. But you just mentioned Brad Crouch. His stats, 35 touches, seven tackles, four marks. You, you take that every week, every day of the week. Yep, yeah, I'd take that. But on the other hand, uh, big tax, touched the ball eight times, uh, lower than any other person yeah. on the field, including the umpires. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit rough. Yep. Um, did kick one nice goal. and uh, yep. You see him hyperextend his elbow, though. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. It looked like he was in real trouble. It did. Because it was already strapped before that. Yeah, yeah. It did not look good at all. Should have that, tapped. Should have tapped. <laughs> does make me think, though, that gives him an excuse, oh, we're resting him for his elbow, when they're really like, mate, you need to find some form. Yeah. Something's going yeah. on. They're sitting on the ground. I don't know if they did that, but um, yeah. He can play, you know, centre forward yeah. slash wing because he's yeah. got a great field kick. Yeah. And he's got good knowledge of the game as well. Like, he knows what's going on. It's just a matter of, you know, I don't know, finding his way into the game or something. I, I don't think he's a smart footballer, though, sometimes. See, I, I think opposite. he's instinctive. I think he's smart enough when he doesn't have time to think. He's one of those yeah, players. maybe. But there's a few times he, where he, he goes, right, I'm going to win this off my own boot. And you go, champ, maybe yep. that's not the time. Yeah. Or, like or it doesn't work out. 50. Yeah. Um, even this, the goal he did kick, it was a lovely goal. Don't get me wrong. But it was not a good handball from Eddie Betts. Like, it shouldn't have happened. Well, it, it should. he didn't want to. Eddie Betts handballing in the forward 50. <laughs> well, he yeah, did. Yeah. From it's, the pocket, no less. It's that's unheard of. That's the real lesson. And the thing is, you don't want him to handball in the forward exactly. 50. Exactly. But, I mean, but it went through the middle, you know? Yeah. 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 So um, uh, The other Adelaide uh, player I thought was probably hard done by being the losing side was uh, old uh, Riley O'Brien. Well, Did see, you know, I, I thought he didn't do enough, um, considering uh, there was no Ruckman on the opposition side. Yeah. Um, so he had first use of the ball all night. Um, you know, I'm sure he got plenty of hit outs, but... We had 39 of them. Um, and Sean McKernan... Like we say, he's not a ruckman, but he's done a fucking great job well, in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, he's the shortest ruckman in the league. Since... He's not a footballer. He's, still, <laughs> still kicking on. he's the shortest ruckman in the league since Sean Grigg retired. Um, who the fuck is Mason Redmond? Redmond, yeah, the backman. Yeah, yeah, he's with the uh, up for a fair few touches there. He's got the uh, the top knot. Um, ah, going on. it's a bit of a thing in the back line of Aston and the old top knot. Well, yeah, uh, there's been a few of them that have uh, got rid of it um, in, recently, but uh, one of them in particular down in that back line was uh, Hooker, who, like we mm. said, uh, Jerker Jenkins kicked four in the first half. Um, so obviously, and Hurley's not playing, so they're in trouble to begin with. Yeah, I like that Worsfold goes, well, we, we can't win unless we kick goals. We need Hooker to kick goals for us. Send him forward. And yep. he does. Yep. And he does it. That's why you've got to love Hooker. What a great player. He does. Yeah. Um, he's the one on the team that doesn't matter how much you hate Aston, you still got to like the bloke. 
I mean, to be honest, I actually he, like that sort of team. I like the players. Yeah, <laughs> Me too. Yeah, he's kicked, the fan base. I'm he's kicked winning goals against Hawthorne. He's denied escapes. I still, yeah, he's all right. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He seems like an all right chap too. Yeah, you'd love him on your team. But, but yeah. uh, yep, definitely did not pick this one though. No, fuck him. Um, on to Saturday, Richmond and Port Adelaide, I'd say pretty much as expected. Um, I thought mm-hmm. Tommy Lynch is uh, improving. and This is one of his better games. He's, he's becoming handy. Well, he had a day out against Port Adelaide earlier on in the year. Yeah. He kicked six or whatever it was. Well, it's mainly just a little bit of uh, accuracy and probably a bit of confidence in his kicking as well, but he's, his marking has been spot on pretty much all year. His ability to find his way to the front of the pack. Like, he's not necessarily flying high. He just figures yeah. out how to get in the right position, which is better. But actually. he's crashing packs in this one. And, you know, with um, Richmond, have got a lot of nice uh, uh, below-their-knees players. Yeah. So if he's not taking marks, at least he can bring it down to him. Yeah, kicking, not that great. Kicking a goal, I should say. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt like this is a time where he was a menace. Yeah, and I think I think him and Rewalt, uh, this is the best game they've played together on the same pitch. Uh, well, they haven't played many. Well, yeah, but it's, it's always the question was how they're going to work together. And you saw it there. It was basically you divide their back line up to figure out which yep. one they're going to cover and the other one just waltzes on through. Well, I think it worked out very well because Lynch taking the best defender didn't work out so well for him quite often. But uh, now with yeah. Rewalt back, you have to go to him first, being the Coleman medalist. Well, sometimes the, what is he, a three-time Coleman medalist? Sometimes the three-time Jack. Coleman medalist mm. is a diversion, and it works. I mean, hey, if it works for the team, go for it. Lynch had seven scoring shots, so yeah. But, um, it was a wild game, really. And the wildest part for me was that uh, Hooley and Westhoff were the most efficient players on the field. I think they're counting those long fifty-meter bombs, but yeah. uh, that, that's unheard of. Sunshines and a dog's ass Sundays. <laughs> um, I thought, uh, yeah, Dusty's back, isn't he? Yeah, his, yeah. his last month or so. He looks like he wants to play footy again, and it's just—it's scary how good he can be. Yeah, and just—it's like he—I don't know—he realizes when he has to do something, but he's good at not overplaying. If that makes sense, yeah. Like yeah. he realizes I've got to do something. He's just willing to put himself forward, or he does a little bit of outside work. His handballs in tight space is good. Also, thought Shedder played well pretty much across the whole ground. Yep. Um, Backline, I thought he was very, very handy when he was dropping back there and especially getting that run happening. Um, and then he moved forward and kicked a goal. I've always liked him under pressure. Yep. He, he, oh, he's he, incredible. He takes his, uh, not takes his time, but he'll make, all right, that's the decision, I'm going to make it. Yeah, he, he makes time, basically. Yeah. He's yeah figured out a little wormhole where he's got extra time that no one else has. With Dusty, though, 30 touches and one tackle. That's just soft. Well, fuck him. <laughs> It's pretty, hard, it's pretty hard to tackle somebody else when uh, you got two taggers yeah. on you. On the flip, Prestia, geez, he did well. He had the uh, same 30 touches, but managed to get in four tackles, six marks, and uh, it's just everywhere. Well, he, he's, he's the workhorse now. He, is, um, he, is. he can play outside loose or he's in and under. doesn't matter. Well, to me, he's handier than Cochin. Yeah, absolutely is. Absolutely is. Cochin's becoming like the... He's playing well, Koch. Oh. He is playing well, but he's becoming like... He doesn't have to play well for us to win anymore. Yeah, it yep. used to be no Koch and no Richmond. Yeah, but... Whereas um, he used his brains yeah. on the field. Yeah. Well, that's what he's there for too. Yeah. He's a little more... I mean, he's not that old, but he's the, probably he's one of the... 32, something like that. He might be the most um, senior player there. I'm just trying to run through. Probably Rewalt, Rewalt if it's not uh, Kochin. Anyway, he's... Um, I think early next year, Kochin will be the most experienced... Richmond captain of all time. He'll take over. Wow. Not Jack Dyer. Just Jack Dyer's second. There's somebody else um, from is, back in the day. Fuck, I remember this. Mal Brown. No, it's, yeah. I remember seeing this under a bottle cap. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Actually, speaking of Mal Brown, did you hear that story that came out about uh, Campbell Brown? Uh, I did. Yeah, I saw it. I don't doubt it for a second. <laughs> if, uh, did you hear it? Uh, no? Refresh my memory. He's, um, apparently, he's you know they're on the flights or whatever, and 
they're giving out the um, the tickets. Yep. And it turns out that a flight's delayed or combined or what the fuck ever, you know, Qantas doing their thing. And uh, not everyone got business class. Right. But Campbell didn't check. So it comes time to board and he's like, "What the? I'm on 55J, what the fuck? <laughs> so um, he, you know, starts wandering at the back kind of thing and he's fucking ropeable. He's talking to the stewardess like, you know, come on, this is bullshit. I'm, I'm stuck down here. I should be in business class or whatever. <laughs> and in the end, they're just going, no, you, you're off. <laughs> Fuck off, mate. And he is just fucking steaming. And he's sitting next to um, who's he next to? Brent Renouf. That's it. Uh, no, Brent was wasn't Brent Renouf the one swirling the orange juice at him? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, he was sitting next to <laughs> I think it was Xavier Ellis. Oh, Xavier Ellis was the one telling the story. But, yeah. Well, I thought he was sitting next to Brent Renouf. No, Brent Renouf well. is up in you know business class, just swirling his orange juice casually, kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, just stirring the shit out of Campbell Brown, which is probably not the smartest thing to do. And uh, he's sitting down. He's just fuming. He's like. Fucking can't believe, and he sit next to Xavier Ellis. He's like, "Fucking can't believe I'm back with the shit players." <laughs> fucking bullshit. And and he's he's selling this to me to my face. Just Jesus Christ! Completely seriously. <laughs> it's like, huh? Oh, fuck you very much. Yeah. So obviously, with that sort of uh, you know cuntiness, definitely got a job in media after you, uh, after a while. A bit easy. Yeah. Fits right in. Um. And I do want to point out, I do like, Josh, that you, you go, oh, Mal Brown. Speaking of Mal Brown, <laughs> nice, nice segues. <laughs> nice segues. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, Port Adelaide, they're a bit funny. You know, they're up and downs uh, and inconsistency this season, but um, they're sitting ninth at the moment. And I just, like, them and Adelaide, both of them, they don't deserve a spot in the finals, but no. one of them's got to. I think this is one of the cases where Richmond are better than the latter position, uh, position suggests, and Port are probably a little bit worse than they could have. Uh, they could have been. I don't know. The before. They're yeah. weird because they've beaten Geelong and they've beaten West Coast over there. Yeah, like they've got big scalps. But well, it's, it's just season. weird for Port to have no ruckman. Like they've got the most amount of quality <laughs> ruckman of any team. Well, I mean, Lysette's playing well, um, but um, Paddy Ryder's stuck in the bees. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just weird. Yeah, that's the weirdest part of it. Lysette, to me, is a, a great uh, guy if you, he's your backup. He's a premiership ruckman, though. I mean, yeah. yeah. And Paddy Ryder is one of the most talented ruckmen going around. He's just never really realised that talent. Well, at the moment, you wouldn't say he's top five. Well, he had to sit out a year, you know. He did have that little issue, but... Yeah, who yeah. hasn't sat out a year here and there? But he's stuck in the bees at the minute, so... Yeah, which makes me think he's, he's not popular there. I wonder how he's actually playing in the bees. Obviously, I haven't followed the SNFL for no, no, ordinary, basically. But I know that when all the others got dropped back to the bees, they all smashed it. And yeah. Was it Rockliffe set a Sandful record and for pet positives yeah. and whatnot? It's funny. I don't follow the Sandful, but I'm a Woodville West Torrens supporter only because those stickers he had back in the yeah, day. Back in the day? <laughs> yeah. Back I, like, that... I like the colours. Yeah. It was like gold, teal and blue or something like that. Yeah, and I think it was green in there too because Woodville yeah. Warriors used to be green and gold yeah. and West Torrens Eagles used to be blue yellow and gold. gold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yellow gold, blue and gold, yeah. But anyway, all right, on to Carlton and the Suns. Uh, Suns gave a little bit of a scare, to be honest. Did not watch this, No, surprisingly enough. Oh, I watched some of it, and it wasn't too bad. I I thought it would be a, a shocker. Um, yep. But uh, no, there's, I mean, Carlton did enough. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So I was, like, had it on like split screen, watched a little bit. I was like, eh, that game is not... As good as my Tigers flogging port. Yeah, so. yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> the, the big one for me was uh, young Silvani. Son of Joe suddenly gets a bit of fire about him. He's looked all right he the really last is. two months, he I, has, I reckon. But this is the first time I've seen him get uh, cited by the match review panel. Yeah. He's decided, I'm going to be a bit of a player here and yeah. went the knuckle. Got his uh, pocket money taken off him. But I, I think that actually works out well for him. Because before that, everyone's like, oh, you know, he's a bit of a soft soft lad being gifted it. He's like, I'm going to go the knuckle. Granted, 
wasn't much in it. Uh, no, he's learning. Yeah, it's, it's no Cunnington, but um, he wants to be there. And I, I can sympathise. I, I want that to happen for him. I want him to be uh, that aggressive shithead. He's, yeah. he's just yeah. an apprentice at the moment. I mean, look, I thought his style really made CM Punk proud. <laughs> <laughs> what wasn't the worst punch thrown all weekend? We'll leave that to one of the King boys later on. But <laughs> Oh, hang on. What was that in, in this game, actually? Uh, yep. Yeah, it was. Oh, Benny, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Benny flogging around. Smacked his own teammate. <laughs> yep. I fucking loved that. It was a decent enough punch, too, that it, it actually would have... It deserves a report. But see, yeah. If I saw that, saw that in a movie, you'd be like, oh, fuck off. But yeah, you see it yeah. happen. And everyone... Like, that and Razor Ray getting kicked in the nuts. Uh, <laughs> highlights of the season every day. Yeah. There was a magic moment of the 2010s DVDs. Those two are your top two. Yeah, like, yeah. Just fucking forget it. Uh, I saw it in a fight where Betch Correa... Punched herself in the face. Like, uppercutted herself in the yeah, face. Knocked herself the fuck out. And like, that, that sounds dumb as shit, but just watch it. It is as dumb as shit as you think. Yeah. Like, it is really that bad. To be fair, if she was here, I ain't saying that. I probably would. Yeah, I'd smash no, her. I yeah. <laughs> she's, no, she's punch drunk now. Trust me. You're all good. She's no Amanda Nunes. It'd be a close fight. Don't get me wrong, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident. <laughs> just put her in front of a shadow. <laughs> I'm going to say, if she's knocking herself out, yeah, I feel like, you know, you can last. Does that count as a two on one? <laughs> I just get on my, bat, on my back. I just tag her in. <laughs> fight club. Anyway, cut one. Um, yeah. Giants and Collingwood did not pick this, but I don't know. For some reason, I wanted to change my tip just before the first bounce, and I didn't. Yeah. And it's one of those ones you go, oh, I should have done it. Should have done it. Because they had no right to win this game. And that made me think, the way this no. season's fucking going. No, see, I tipped it because fuck Collingwood. And uh, I'm well oh. behind him off his tipping. Well, see, I'm, I'm four or five off the leader, and, you know, it's getting close now. I'm like 10. So <laughs> I need these bullshit ones to get up. The uh, only tipping competition I'm in is ours, which is not much of a competition. It's. Make it up yeah. on the week, and I forget what I tipped last week. And make don't, it up before round one. The latter competition's a real one. Yeah, make it before round one, and then don't check it until yeah. after round 23. Basically. Um, well, I mean, the Giants put on 50 points in the first quarter. <laughs> and uh, the, the, I don't know, the sting went out of the game a little bit there. I mean, um, it slowed down very much in the second quarter, which I, I was really disappointed on. Because, well, fair enough. They've worked themselves to a frenzy. Oh, fucking hell. It was, the ball was moving. Yeah. Um, it's just when they're on GWS, they are amazing. And considering there's no Kelly, no Cornelio, um, no Phil Davis, um, yep. just absolutely smashed it. Well, and also that uh, Trelaw and Adams and Grundy had a day out. Oh, they didn't have a day out. They had the ball. Um, but they had the ball when GWS were okay with them having the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they slowed them up and went, all right, no, you can have that dinky little kick. Go ahead, do what you like with it, mate. Because you're not getting the next one. I still wish one of them went to Trelaw and said, oh, you've gone to the wrong team. You could have got a flag. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they're still having trouble getting past the prelims at the minute. Yeah. Uh, it worked for Richmond. Yeah, yeah, you got them there. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe they should have done that. See? So get on to it, uh, Leon. Uh, Toby Green, maybe his best game of his career as well. Did uh, the captaincy agree with him, didn't it? It did, didn't it? Um, and he is that natural type of leader, I think. I think where, you know, it's not a... Yeah, come on, boys, follow me. It is. Yeah, I'll show you the way. It's fuck yeah. you, follow me. Yeah. It's like, follow me, I don't give a fuck, but this it's, is what we're doing. Yeah, it's like this, champ. That's how it's yeah. done. Yeah. It's, bit but, of gunnery but, Sergeant Hartman about him. You really need a manager to be the cunt of the team. That's what good management is. Like, yeah. I'll deal with the shitheads, yeah. and that gives you time to be nice and yeah, <laughs> he's, keep our customers. He's the guy that puts things above the fold. Like, um, you can fuck up as much as you like. And I think uh, a few of the guys here tried to, but he's always the one that people are going to talk about. Yeah. 
he's the headline grabber, and surprisingly, he was actually quite well behaved. Well, I mean, he's a fucking good footballer, that's why. He is, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll tolerate a lot of bullshit if they're good. Exactly right. Yeah, there are rules for, for uh, different kinds of people. Harry Immelberg is uh, just kicking on strength to strength, week to week. Um, do you reckon he'll stay in GWS colours? Surely he's good uh, enough to get absolutely. the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> we could use other forward and player in well, the Tigers. It's, it's amazing because obviously all the focus on Jeremy Cameron down there, and they've got Finlayson and Himmelberg have popped up for bags of threes and fours. Yeah. Like, a lot of the year, you know? Yeah. Um, you almost forget that they've still got Johnny Patton sitting in the sheds. Yeah. But GWS, now I know he's been well, linked to Hawthorne and whatnot, but... Linked? He's been living there. But GWS must be going, mate, pfft, we're not paying you. Yeah, exactly. Fuck off. Like, <laughs> no, no, they'll be going, all right, here's a contract deal. Uh, it's for pretty big money. So if Hawthorne wants you, we get pretty good compensation, I reckon. See, that's the funny thing. When it comes to, you know, trade talks and all that kind of stuff, and you hear, you know, this person's linked with that and everyone got uh, throughout all the year. And North Melbourne obviously gets thrown up a lot. Oh, we've got and 76 it's, players. And it's usually true. They usually do try, we yeah. find out. But, um, you know, and Hawks get mentioned here and there. But whenever trade week comes around, Hawthorne lends someone, you go, what? They were on the table. Yeah, yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> so I, I just I'd ignore it all because you know if you said last year, oh yeah, Scully, um, Wingard, yeah, that's who we're after. Yeah. No, no, nobody, no, really, no chance. Doesn't happen. So that's just my thought on trade rumors, especially when it comes to Hawthorne because they're the ones I well, obviously listen to the most. Ninety percent of trade rumors come out of the agents <laughs> because or the player. Well, yeah, the club doesn't want people to know because the club yeah. losing the player or potentially losing the player doesn't want well, their price driven up and it is the club acquiring the player. When you say coming out of the agents, sometimes those agents have radio shows where they say it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. The most tight-lipped agent of all time said, yeah, yeah, we're talking to North Melbourne. Our coaches, John Longmire gets a big contract extension. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> North are going, what? Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way the game's played and to be honest, any time... Um, a coach gets charged more. That means less soft cap for other things. Yep. So the other, all the other teams win. It does. It does pretty much. You push their price up. All right, on to the lines. Oh, I was going to say with this one, you see Heath Shaw's uh, tweet about uh, this game? No. Because no. obviously, he, he, 299 games. So he's... Yep. He was a bit disappointed he couldn't get 300 in for this one, obviously. Being uh, play against his old club, yeah. yeah. He put out a tweet with, um, you know, like Collingwood Guernsey sort of folded in half and a GWS Guernsey folded in half. He's like, 299 games... Uh, Two club imposed suspensions. <laughs> <laughs> too fat, too slow. <laughs> good lad. And he, and he had a good game. <coughs> he did. He has, he's one of the few players I can honestly say I thought he was dust and yeah. dusted yeah. and has just gone to a, the next three levels. Well, especially when all the expansion clubs came along, you saw a lot of players go to Gold Coast especially. For a paycheck. Uh, for a retirement fund. Mm. Um, and I thought he was one of them. Um, but he's still there now and still playing good footy. It might be his last year, but um, he's earning his spot each week as we speak. Well, you can make the argument for him going around next year, but um, if he was, in, if the team was lesser, he'd definitely do it. Yeah. But um, oh, he is brilliant back there. Yeah, he's done done his job uh, magnificently. Um, on to the Lions and North. Nothing much happened in that game. We'll skip it. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Shaws, Rick Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean... You couldn't ask for more headlines out of this game. No. Well, brilliant. With, with Reece, I did love, love, uh, love how they said, oh, we're going to formally interview him this week. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's the only one left. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's been formally interviewing the last six weeks. But they include uh, psychological tests. And I was thinking... On that, Melon, you better get two of them. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about too. But also... It's a two-man job. Just, if, if you want the job... Do you need the psych test? <laughs> was this after Brad Scott or is that still a place <laughs> you need to hide? Because uh... <laughs> maybe after it, but... Um... I mean, 
he's a shoe in, yeah? The oh, weird part for me is the rumours around um, Paul Ruse. Yeah, don't. No, that apparently he's going to come as a like coaching assistant or some bullshit. Oh, right, yeah, he's the coach's coach. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. that worked great for, who was it? That Essendon club, that's right. <laughs> well, actually, Collingwood were the ones that tried to put it in place. Yeah, that worked well as it well. It didn't work well yeah. because Malthouse didn't like it. When, when has it worked? Yeah. And yeah, moving on. Thought, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, no, oh, Paul Roos to John Lomire, I guess. Got a flag. Oh, no, you're talking about successions. No, no, That's I mean, different. like, yeah, actually getting an uh, established successful coach to be the mentor, which yeah. means I'm going to coach. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, or if you listen to the uh, Sacked podcast, and the Mick Malthouse one is the only uh, – no, Guy McKenna's was good too. Um, Malthouse said, you know, I'll take on this role. He wasn't happy about it. Yep. And Buckley said, oh, I don't want you talking to the players. I don't want you talking to the other coaches. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't want you in the box on match day. Like, well, All right. Don't fuck if I'm the coach's coach, what, what, <laughs> who, who do I talk to? And, yeah, anyway. Well, the rumours going around is that – if he were to accept a position like that, it'd be mainly around gearing up the preseason, the draft, you know, that sort of stuff, which is more a, uh, it, it's nothing to do with game day. It's yeah. all yeah. off-field pre-season, player management. pretty much. Yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Basically dank shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's stuff that Reshaw doesn't have experience doing. So I think that, if it would come off, would yeah, compliment so, it well. But, I mean, yeah, the, I, all the names getting thrown around for the coaches, I just, for the players and for all the fans... Reshaw's done it. Like he's yeah. given them hope. He's yeah. made them play exciting, good to watch footy. Suit him up. He looks fitter than ever. <laughs> he, he's been unlucky to lose two weeks in a row. Um, I think probably the better side won both weeks, but he's still unlucky. Um, and you know both those sides are probably going to play finals. Um, what what more do you want from him? What what more could he do that you're going to see in an interview session that's going to change your mind? I don't know. They just want to throw more money at him. Punch, punch Lee Fisher in the face. But, um, <laughs> oh, I'm going to yeah, talk about that. That was fucking bullshit. Yeah, but on that, like the AFL came out and said, yeah, we got that one wrong. And the world didn't fall apart. Like, <laughs> no, see, that's, I appreciate the AFL doing that. Yeah. Uh, and once they'd done that, you're pretty much assured that Lee Fisher's probably umpiring Sandringham uh, under uh, 12. He's, he's umpiring the World Cup. He's about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's perfect like, form. I mean, but it, some people say, oh, yeah, but it doesn't help the club any. I'm like, well, neither does coming out and lying saying, no, nah, we give it the all clear. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with this. Like, yeah, you got that one wrong. Yeah. Oh, Life okay. goes on. You know what? Ben Cunnington got one wrong too when he kicked it 60 metres the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. But, that was in the first quarter, yeah. yeah. Things go wrong. It happens. But um, oh, the, the fucking wild part of that was it was so wrong. You got know what I mean? Like, there is absolutely nothing wrong with pushing a player in the side Uh Mildly, yeah, like, especially when that bloke's six feet uh, taller than you, and doing it with a ruptured testicle. <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> me, Poor bastard. Jesus that, that has to a, be. Well, hold, hold up, I didn't hear this. Shit. No, no, no. He is we'll, the hardest we'll, man to ever pull on footy boots. We'll Nathan, get to this uh, in a sec. Nathan, Scott Thompson. Uh, a week ago, uh, Scott Penelbury broke a finger during a game, yeah. and there's a few Collingwood journos uh, who were backing, saying, "Geez, he's brave," you know, finishing out the game with a broken finger, and then you know, rocks up and plays the next week anyway. Yeah, ruptured testicle. Yeah. Fucking Fuck you very much. Ruptured his nut, came off, put a bit of ice on it, and went back out. <laughs> How does a nut recover from that? It, it doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> he, had to get sur- he had to get surgery on the motherfucker this week. Right, and it's gone. Right, they just no, welded no, it up. No, like, it's I, made of solid fucking steel. I think they said he, he uh, they did a little manipulation or something oh. to, to loosen it, but oh. they didn't fix it. Like, they, they just sucked the venom out. During the game, <laughs> something like that. Um, but but uh, this is the guy that tried to bait Barry Hall. Like, yeah. How the fuck... 
Oh, is this guy like? I'm not surprised he's not recovered. All I'm saying, like, if it stops you from breeding, I can understand. Like, it's not a bad thing. But Jesus Christ, mate! I don't think anything can stop this bloke ever. <laughs> like, just it's fucking unbelievable. Uh, except Lee Fisher's whistle, apparently. Well, see now on the decision, there's a part of me like I agree it was the wrong decision, and I, on first looking at it, I thought, nah, that doesn't look right. On the replays, I'm like, nah, that doesn't look right. Doesn't look right. But there's a part of me that thinks that. At, you know, scores were level at that stage. Yes. It's 20 metres out from goal, and you've given a free kick with 50 seconds left. That's a brave umpire to say, no, this is a free kick. I want umpires to not put the whistle away and umpire it differently in the last minute. Yeah. But he's still got it fucking wrong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, way fucking wrong. There's make the call when it's there, but not 30 this seconds prior. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it was Durden took a mark, and the uh, same ump was like, oh, I couldn't be sure you took it, and didn't award it. But, and again, that's the right decision. Like, yeah, if you're not sure, that's fine. Yeah. But in this case, he wasn't sure, yeah. was wrong, and decided to call it anyway. Yeah, it's and not then, good. Um, and there was uh, the Ben Brown uh, ruck infringement one at the other end. the AFL came out and said, yeah, yeah we've got that one wrong too. That I'm was like, wrong. Fair enough. But um, the most egregious one for me was the Hodge block. He called a block, signaled a block, and yes. it was like, nah, And then changed, changed his mind. mind. It's like, wait, what? I've never seen an umpire do that. Yeah. And the thing is, it was a block. Hodge is a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, you get yeah, a mind trick, yep. motherfucker. And if, if he did that, then yep, well done. Yep. <laughs> That's that was puzzling. That was very, very weird. Um yeah. it was the weirdest what does he have on this umpire. Like at the end of the day, you should have gone, no, 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 hang on, mate, I've stuffed up, we're gonna ball it up. Yeah. Yep. You know, but you can't say it's a block, oh no, I'll pay the mark. Yeah. Like that's yeah, and Catches everyone out. Yep. <laughs> Everyone's on the hop. Um, the thing is, everyone had already run the other way. And so they're like, Wait, or, or what? Had started to, yeah. Everyone is like, my entire fucking career, I've been told by coaches that you will not change your mind. <laughs> yeah. Lies. Uh, every game, I reckon we said, oh, the umpire won't change their mind, but yeah. this one did they it do. unprompted. Yeah. Progress, eh? Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. Leave the game alone. But um, the, the weird part for me was how Zorko went from hero to villain. Very quickly, didn't he? Um, From victim to uh, villain, yeah. He was diving left, right and centre, did a full 360. Um, But the worst one was when uh, Simpkin got tackled by, I can't remember who, and um, his his foot flies up because he's getting manhandled, whatever, which happens. Yeah, cops him in the scone accidentally. And Zorko grabs his ankle and then digs his uh, nails into his scar from his broken leg and just rakes it. And, And Jai just gone, fuck that, pushed him off with his foot. With heel studs on. Oh, yeah. He kicked him in the chest. Let's... let's. That was a push. We, we can't say... His foot, his foot was already there. <laughs> One is... He's raking him on the cross. Of the, and yeah. he, pushed he pushed him gently him. with yeah. his foot. And was like, <laughs> this is Sparta! <laughs> ah, it counts as a push. push. He draws like Jack. <laughs> push. And, um, you know, Zorka gets a kick. Well, that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sounds fair to me. <laughs> <laughs> he just missed the uh, the first one, that's all. Um, but what an eventful diet. Um, the old Brisbane Lions, I think they're the only, they've got the longest active winning streak going on at the minute. I think it's five or six in a row. Yep. Nobody else has got that many. Yeah, sitting, I think Tigers are four or five or something like that, but. Yeah, that'll happen when the fix is in. They're uh, sitting mm. second on the ladder um, and look like they've got an all right run home too. So uh, it could be big times up there. Well, they've got a good, Brisbane town. a good, like, squad that's all role players, basically. They've figured out. Uh, where to slot everyone in to, you know, get the most out of them. And they've got people that pop up and you're like, holy fuck, that guy is actually a gun. Yeah. Um, they're uh, doing doing all their roles. Um, they've got a stars at uh, every line. Um, Going to be without Harris Andrews this week, uh, which is very interesting as well. So he got done for uh, <laughs> a 
well, punching uh, Nick Larkey. And one of the and they appealed it. And I thought I looked at it and I thought, mate, that's like we've seen at least six of these exactly the same get off or get a fine this year. Yeah. The weirdest part for me was Larkey gave um, evidence yep. saying, Oh look, hit me uh, on the shoulder. It wasn't much. Nothing much in it. And they've just gone, nah, players sometimes stick up for each other. Throw that out. We, we know they do. And it's yep. Like, yep. Hang on. But they never throw it out. No. no and then before. they took his words, which were like, oh, you know, my, I heard his, um, I punched him in the throat well, and no, heard his jaw clap. Hang on, hang on. You, you've got to tell the whole story, though, because uh, their argument going in was like, we hit him, he hit him on the shoulder and then it went up into his head region. And they went, oh, Harris, what happened? Oh, I hit him in the throat. Like, the throat, you say. <laughs> yeah. And well, I heard his teeth clatter. I heard his teeth clatter. His teeth cluttered, you say. I mean, it is sometimes, you know, there is the right <laughs> yeah. to remain silent. There's, yeah. there's the defence, or as we <laughs> like to call it, the prosecution. <laughs> yeah. It's called the fifth, I'm pretty so, sure. <laughs> I do think that it was the dumbest defence, but it did sound like the tribunal had already made their mind up. <laughs> well, uh, I found both teams are trying to argue the same case, and then uh, the actual judiciary go the other way. Yeah. And the player <laughs> involved the was player like, The player just said, Yeah, the I thing. kind of fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I did it. Yeah, I punched him in the neck. And the neck, he, and his teeth rattled. And they went, oh, <laughs> Champ. You just see the QC there's like, you dumb cunt. <laughs> I'm charging your team a fuck ton for this, and it's yeah. not worth it. Oh, oh well. Um, anyway, the Lions are flying, so they're, they're happy enough. It's only one. Uh, Dockers versus Sydney Swans. I uh, obviously were watching more of the other game, but uh, we did switch over during one of the breaks of the uh, Brisbane and uh, North Melbourne side. Mm. I was watching with Mum, who is a diehard North Melbourne fan, so that's why we were never going to watch the other game. We watched for one minute 20 of play, and we did not see a kick. Really? I saw somebody on Reddit. Forward passes and no, just ball on the ground, fumble, fumble, half a handball, tackle, fumble, tackle. Was it half time? No, no, it was not. I was kicking. Um, I saw somebody on Reddit also described it as seagulls fighting over a chip. Mm. Could be. I think this is my vote for worst game of the year by far. I think seagulls have a bit more tenacity. Gonna be honest. Yeah, it was not pretty. Um, You know, uh, Dockers won. Great. All right, well, this, this leads into Steve's question for the week. Yeah, Steve, sorry, mate. This right. game was not watchable. Yeah, uh, he's, he's said it's best not to talk about it anyway, so that's that. Good. Um, <clears throat> AFL, they've sunk too much money into Gold Coast, but the possibility existed. Do you think they would be successful if they were moving to Tasmania? Games yes. always seem full, but maybe it's only because they get six-ish games of Hawks and North. No, so, that would be better if Tasmania had their own team. I think there's seven games in Tassie yeah. per year at the minute. And let's be honest, a lot of people that turn up to the North and Hawthorne games only turn up because it's They're footy. related to Ben Brown, basically. <laughs> yeah. That too. Everyone is. And Taron Thomas, but they don't turn up because it's footy. Like They they don't necessarily go for either team. Yeah, They might for the day, well, but um, if I, there was a Tasmanian team, I'd say oh, well over half. I, I can both. speak on that. I, I lived in Sydney for 10 years, and one year I was actually a Sydney member just so I could get tickets. So I was a Sydney member and I went to Sydney games um, because it's footy. And, you know, it's not like I'd uh, get a chance to see Hawthorne every week. So I'll go to the footy. I think that... um I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A team in Tassie would have probably more members. Um, and supporters, and they get more to the games than the Gold Coast do, but they wouldn't get the corporate dollars because yep. it's just not there. The other factor is too, and Gold Coast's uh, CEO or president or whatever came out and said it, they spend a fuck ton of time developing the game locally. Yeah, and yeah. That, there's them, about grassroots. And that's exactly what the AFL should be doing. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. Developing yeah. that area. And I... I look, it's basically go, eugenics for football. Yeah, you yeah, yeah it is. Um, I... Go back to before Gold Coast were named, I think that a team in Tasmania was a better idea. However, here's yep. where we are. Um, and I still I think, think the Tasmania deserve one. Yeah. yeah. Well, they did it. it was a business decision, not a football decision. Exactly, 100%. Um, they wanted two teams in Queensland. Yep. They had to have two teams in Queensland. There are more non-football-following people in Queensland than exactly. there are football-following yep. people in Tasmania. And that's where the front line is. That's, that's where, where they put their troops. Yeah, exactly. They go, Tassie, we're preaching to the choir. Yep. They're going to watch already, footy anyway. They're already here. Yep. We're going to get Tassie supporters for seven games a yep. year. And look, it's working. Yeah. I, I, I don't like it. No. But I can understand the realities of it. I still yep. think that sometimes you've you got to put, you know, rather than making $500 million, make four fifty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and put a, a game on in Tassie uh, every second week. And also, it's actually, obviously, Tasmania isn't the economic powerhouse that Queensland is, but no. they have lots of basically produce that is big for Australia, especially with their exports. Um, so that would be a way to get more people going down to Tasmania yeah. and boost that economy. Maybe. If they had the funds already to say, hey, we're going to throw this much money at football, give us a team. Yeah. But they just don't. Um, they still more King I, Crab and more whiskey. Basically. I reckon we'll have a Tasmanian AFL team in my lifetime. Yeah, for sure. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And it, well... At this stage, I have to say it's probably going to be a, uh, a team that moves. Oh, uh, at this stage, I'm looking at 50. But, yeah, you know. I don't think there's going to be 20 AFL teams. I think there's more likely to be less. But um, the way – I mean, Gold Coast do not make a profit on their own, but they do in the whole scheme of things because yeah. it yeah. means that when the AFL goes to you know Channel 7 for the rights there's another game every week. Yeah. You know? it's, it's nine games a week instead of uh, – you know, it used to be eight. Um, yeah. yeah. It's more – and I'm sure Hawthorne North wouldn't be that fussed about giving up. <laughs> you should listen to Jeff Tassie. Kennett. They do not want to give up that Tassie. I, I do not listen to Jeff Kennett, no. no. <laughs> um, there is no, like, if it gets taken off Hawthorne, uh, he'll ask for compensation. Of course. But that's, 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 that's the move. And yeah. look, I actually don't disagree with that. If you're, because they uh, instigated the Tasmanian move. Uh, if you develop well, uh, something, and yeah. you could say he's just taking advantage of what's already developed, but yeah. so be it. If you're willing to put your... Uh, reputation and you know funding and resources on the line, you deserve to reap the benefits of it, and they have for a few years. But if it gets taken off you, then you deserve some compensation. Well, I mean, it's it's a bit like Anzac Day, isn't it? I mean, Collingwood and Essendon put the effort in to make it a big event, and now people go, oh, "Can we have it?" They're like, no, hang on, mate, we were here when nobody yeah. wanted to be. Yeah. And Hawthorne, a little bit like that. I mean, because remember, um, St Kilda actually had the deal before us. Yeah. But they walked away from it because they thought they were losing too many games down in Tassie. Mm. When they were premiership chances, and Hawthorne went, "Oh well, we'll take." We'll, yeah. Not only will we play games there, yeah. um, we'll play the guys that don't draw a crowd in Melbourne. We'll play them there, <laughs> and we'll charge their government for it. Yeah. Um, now, it, I can understand if people are pissed off about it, and uh, no, if you can't make it work, that's on you. But 
on the business side of things, it's fucking genius. Well, let's be honest. St. Kilda have been on the poor business side of things for a long fucking yeah, time. and they made a mistake the, more than once. The uh, New Zealand games, yep. the uh, potential of rehiring Ross Lyon, which has been out there. <laughs> and apparently it moving is to serious. C- moving to Seaford and then back. Yep. Costing up yeah. fucking yeah. fortune. Like, um, on a, honestly, they're a fucking... Their on-field stuff for the last couple of decades has been, you know... <laughs> I think we can say their life. It's been no, it's been decent. Like they've made a grand final and whatnot, and yeah, that was within the last couple of decades. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. it's been okay, but oh, their, okay, okay. their off-field stuff has been fucking shite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, you need to get a draft for the board. Yeah, I do think that's where a lot of their problems lie as well. Yeah, and supporters supporting a shit fucking board and and shit team, but they're like, nah, they're good this year. We've, <laughs> yeah. we've got ten ruckmen. We've got fucking the best midfield we'll, in the comp. We'll, we'll they're in the last game of the round. Um, yeah, I don't think it's like the easiest pleased fans on the planet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I um, do like how they brought out uh, t-shirts to commemorate a minor premiership. All right, we'll fucking get to them. Fucking hell, <laughs> uh, Dockers and the Swans. I don't think there's more we want to say. It was worst game of the year. I feel like we covered it. Yep. Yeah, I, I do find it funny how both of these coaches were looking at getting new contracts next year at other teams. <laughs> yeah, um, Geelong and Hawthorne MCG on Sunday, and usually there's a crackers, but uh, this one had sort of the wind taken out of it. Uh, I thought in, it was in, a cracker in, yeah, in, was in an unexpected way because Hawthorne just seemed to be able to keep it. Well, they um, it was hard fought though. Got a it was a struggle. Got a quarter time lead and sort of held it and then extended it just a little bit, but. Um, I reckon it was the uh, senior players of Geelong that uh, really cost them this one um, on a number of occasions. Um, there was, look, some very fucking inaccurate kicking. I think if both teams yeah. kick straight, this would be one of the games of the year, you know. But yeah, uh, sure. let's see. Uh, Hawthorne kicked, uh, what, three goals, nine in the second quarter yeah. um, to go with the uh, Cats who missed six in a row. In a row, yeah. That were... In quick succession. In very quick succession. When they were absolutely dominating yep. play. Um, and at, out of those six, at least four of them were gimmies. Yeah. Not, not easy goals, gimmies. Um, and yeah. talking about their senior players, I actually felt that Joel Selwood did probably more work and more positive stuff than he's done in probably two months yep. in, in this in this game. Um, and also, young people stepping up uh, or helping them out. Ablett, is he actually injured? What was the verdict on that? No, he's not injured. He played. Yeah, he played, but he got injured during the game. He was had sore. No. No? No, he went in the race. I was watching. Did he? Yeah. No. no, no not, nothing, nothing I saw. Standing. He was, he was there in the finals because uh, I know that because it, when uh, Daniel Howe tackled uh, Dangerfield in the last yep. uh, quarter, you know, and that was the moment we went, all right, the comeback's not happening. This is it. Yeah. Um, yep. He ran right past Ablett to do it. Yeah. Like, Mate, I know Shepherding's not in your game, but you're 35 now. In- yeah. You, you has to be part of your game. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm just tripping, but I'm pretty sure he went down the race he, with the sore ankle or something. He, like he, he definitely was limping. Um, yeah. Anyway, the wild part for me was that uh, Hawthorne had six players running at more than ninety percent efficiency uh, in uh, Sicily, Burgoyne, McAvoy, Hoy, and Scu- uh, Hoy, Howe, Howe. and Scully, uh, uh, and uh, Impey too. But well, he only had two touches before getting injured. Yeah, I mean, out of those guys, I mean, besides Impey, um, most of them like decent enough possessions. Like it's not like. It, Impy, who had uh, you know 100 at, at two disposals, um, but we'll talk about Impy um, because he, when he went down, um, you know it looked horrible. It's one of those wincing injuries, mm. and then he stood up and started walking, Ooh, and yeah. that's the moment when I went, yeah. "That's not good." No, when it hurts that much, and then you can walk. Yeah, that's that means an ACL. it's snapped. Yeah, 
And it was. It's an ACL. Yeah. So he's probably going to miss, you know, the first half of next year. Yep. Yeah. That's what I learned with my absolutely uh, career-ending meniscus injury I had uh, the other <laughs> Three week. Three weeks ago. Yeah. I could walk, but it was either 0% pain or 100% pain. There was no middle ground. It's a shame. This would be the first it game. It is a shame, yeah. 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 <laughs> the CP won't be a shame. With Impy out, though, does that mean they have to look at extending Burgoyne for sure? Um, well, actually, before this happened, it sounded like Clarkson just about came out and said it. Um, because he, in, uh, I was asking about a few players and, you know, going up and he goes, uh, um, you know, it's about this time of the year we start talking to Burgoyne and I'd really be disappointed if he was running around uh, next year not in a Hawthorne Guernsey. I'm yeah. like, well, that says you want to sign him, doesn't that, it? That's definitely flirting. Yeah, that, that's not just, you know, we'll see, we'll talk about it. Like, no, no, we want him. We want him, yeah. which is great um, because I think he needs that and a couple more finals to make 400. Mm, I don't yeah. know if that's going to happen. At oh, his age, but look, if he goes to Gold Coast, they can put him on a five year. Yeah, well, he will definitely. <laughs> you know, what? if he stays at Hawthorne next year and then in uh 2021, I reckon he's still worthy. <laughs> he might go to Gold Coast, <laughs> yeah. He could, he'd, he'd need to go to 2022 and bust the record. He could go close. Oh, oh. Do the old package it up with an assistant coaching role in the future, yeah. And, why not? Yeah, and then he goes back to Hawthorne. Um, but on MP, I mean, this will be this week will be the first game he's missed since he's come over to Hawthorne. Um, and yeah. he's absolutely killing it this year. I mean, he's turned into an elite ball user, um, which is the best part uh, of his game development. But um, yep. well, he always had the speed, but he was quite wasteful. Not this year. No, no. I mean, I mean previously. He, he, yeah, previously maybe. Um, but this year he'd be, you know, uh, top three or four at the team and yeah. absolute elite level. I think there's a bit of maturity as well. Um, well, and he didn't have to be uh, the speedster. He could be a little bit more efficient in it. Yeah. Oh, he's he's uh, you know, probably third in our best and fairest, but uh, it's going to put fall short now. Um, Liam Shields um, playing a run-with role on uh, Dangerfield in his 200th game. Kicks two goals and has uh, twenty nine odd touches. Yeah. I mean, that's a got, nice day out. Danger got twenty seven, but you'd still say uh, she was getting a bit of a bath. Dangerfield was always under pressure, though. That's the thing. That's, yep. that's what you have to have to have with Dangerfield. He's always going to get the ball, but it's about the options he has. Make sure he has to use the very first option available to him all the time. Yeah, um, and he can waste the ball a lot too. I mean, don't yep. uh, don't kid yourself on that. Um, um, but yeah, you, you always want to be. Uh, High pressure on Dangerfield. Don't look at the statistics about how much uh, ball he actually got. Mm. It's about what was available around him when you got him Which, under high pressure. Speaking of Gold Coast interest, there's been a, a bit of a rumour about Piopolo that they're looking at him. Really? Which I find bizarre because, you know, he's been a handy player, to get me wrong, but I would have thought uh, he's one of those fringe players that they'd be looking at. Maybe we keep him, maybe we don't. Send him. Uh, he's, I, I'm 90% sure he won't be playing at Hawthorne next year. Um, if... Gold Coast offer him a, a contract, he'll take it. I mean, yep. There's no doubt about it. That's uh, Apparently, he's, uh, he's pretty good with his wallet too, old uh, Poppy. Doesn't yep. mind saving a dollar well, here. Well, he does have short arms. He does, yeah, short arms and very deep pockets. But um, he's yep. one of those players that his endeavour that is always there, but hmm. um, he's 31, 32 now. Yeah, really? Yeah, which is like 74 in dog years. <laughs> in dog hmm. years, yeah. So, you know, if they're looking at him, good on him. Hmm. Um Timmy O'Brien and uh, the NAB Rising Star winner, whose name's just escaped me. God, Mitchell, Mitchell Lewis. Lewis. How could you forget that fucking name? Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised that he hasn't had a nom. I've... Oh, he's had three or four good games, but it does get down to this kind of year where, you know... You, if, you're, if you're eligible, you're getting nominated around. A little bit. It is cumulative effort. Um but uh, no, it took some nice big grabs. I don't know if I want him uh, passing off again when he's taken a mark one metre outside the goal square, nearly dead in front. 
Yeah, but it's, it's a total retro move. <laughs> it is definitely a first or second year player move. Um, yeah. Maybe next time we'll go back and pot those ones. But anyway. Um, and I also wanted to mention Chad Wingard, who I think got caught hot on the ball two or three times and had more bad luck than good luck on the day. But God damn, he tried. And you can see what he's trying yeah. to do. And yep. his endeavor was there. And it was there from the first quarter all the way through the last quarter. So, yep. you go, mate, if one thing went right, you could tell he was going to bust the game open. But uh, hopefully yep. next week. But that's, that's the growth of a senior player is when you realize my skills, not as good as they were, so I can be smarter now. Yep. And that's when you start and, making those little micro adjustments. But especially someone with him who has had the reputation to be, you know, dropping his head and not, and not giving a shit. Yeah. Um, to have things not go your way, yep. but still, I'm going to go in again. Well, I think less pressure in his role at that club as well makes a big difference in trying to well, play him on the ball. Yeah, you approach the game, and also the fact that Clarkson will give him a spray off the field, and Puapa will give him a spray on the field <laughs> if he doesn't fuck well, about. Which has happened before, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it happened this year. Um, on to Melbourne and the Eagles. Geez, Melbourne gave him a fright. It did. They had a fair fucking crack. And watching this game, I can see why uh, all our praise of Proust has been misplaced. <laughs> it was, holy fuck, he was useless he, in the forward line. He had to, he had an absolute shocker at some stage. Um, dropping chess marks and then fumbling and yeah. falling over it. Looked every bit uh, first-year Ruckman. Having said that, at the start of the year, we all of us had uh, Melbourne making finals. Yeah. Uh, some of us even had them top four. <laughs> None of us had them at 17. No, no, we didn't. Nope. Um, to be fair, I, I begrudgingly put him in the finals. I was not as impressed with him last year as the preliminary final um, berth would lead people to believe. See, I was on, th- on board the Hotham Express. Yeah. I, I was all about it. I didn't think it was going to go this badly, though. Um, Absolutely not. This is this is fucking shitful. Um, you sign the coach to an extension before round one. Why yep. do you do it? You don't do that. You don't do it. No. Don't do it. It never turns out well. But anyway, that's the way it goes. They've still got about... Oh, half a dozen players at least that I'd love to have in my side. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, they've had their problems with um, interrupted pre-seasons and injuries here and there, but, you know. But no so worse than other else. teams. Yeah. And no worse than every other team. <laughs> yeah. No, no worse than 16 other teams above them. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they've got the, the skeleton there. Just they don't have a full team, basically. Um, <laughs> they've got key position players, but obviously nothing else to fill out around that. Yeah, but, they, but they've always had promise in those areas yeah. that no one's delivered. But you can say the same about Carlton. So, I mean, the obvious oh, solution yeah. is sack the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Just re- give him a contract extension, then sack him. It'd be the Melbourne. I've, I've seen dumber things happen. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it uh, at Melbourne. <laughs> Essendon did it to uh, Matty Knights. Yeah. Um, I, think, like, I don't know. Jordan Lewis. I was looking at him and I'm like, yep. he is definitely slowly turning into Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> that, that hairline is getting up there. Actually, I did um, uh, buy some monk's robes the other day. Right. Some friar robes. And they yeah. said they're going to do the, the full uh, haircut. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you know, the, the bit. I'm like, oh, you mean Jordan Lewis? Yeah. And uh, they're like, yeah. I'm like, no. No, that. <laughs> no longer call the friar tuck, you reckon? Well, we can run with it, can't we? Yeah, why not? Um, I thought Fritch was pretty good. Um, kicked some nice goals, and he's uh, even the few times where you know somebody's taken a mark on the fifty, and he's the designated kicker type yeah. of stuff. Um, that's really good. That because that's a genuine role that um, people can play. And yep. If he's putting his hand up for it, then great, good on him. Yeah. And for West Coast, I thought uh, Lewis Jetta dropping back uh, was really handy. He managed to cut off lots of forward entries and yeah. set up their run going forward, which Gaff would get in the middle, and Dom Shee would just yeah. There'd well, be one of those two, public yeah, forward. He, I mean, he's been playing that halfback role, you know, probably the last five or six years of his career. Yeah. Um, and I reckon he's 
matured into a very, very good player. Yeah. Um, you know, he's obviously got a couple of flags to go with it now. Mm. Um, but he is one of those players that was flashy in his younger days. And you can see that, you know, those type of players drifting out of the game. Yeah. But yeah. He, he hasn't. He's really turned into, you know, almost a Sean Burgoyne esque um, type yeah. of general. Yeah. Yeah. I am gutted to be digging in to see uh, Gorn and Proust versus Nick Nat and Hickey. Hickey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even though Gorn was dominant with 38 hitouts versus Hickey's 20. Instead, <laughs> yeah. uh, we saw Proust versus Skills. <laughs> he got 18 hitouts and seven touches. Yeah. Uh, Proust was playing the Betch Coera role <laughs> in this one. He, he might have been running at 43% disposal efficiency. <laughs> but that's when he held onto the ball, though. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, West Coast are a big side as well, all over the ground. They've got yeah, a lot of tall, tall timber. Uh, Jack Darling, he, he, since the, uh, that last quarter of, of 2018, he hasn't looked back. No, well, I mean, he's had uh, probably a career best year and he's going to um, likely win a, a goal-kicking uh, award down at uh, Gold Coast, uh, West Coast this year. Um, I don't know if Josh Kennedy is just being overshadowed or if he's out of form, but... Well, he was injured for quite a while. Was he injured again? Did someone get injured in this game? Uh, Yes, McGovern did. McGovern, that's right. Um, Did his ankle, but it looks like he'll be okay. I think Viney limped something too, didn't he? Viney got bumped. Um, It was a a bump where it wasn't really a bump, and that's why the the other player didn't get suspended. But it got him fair on the chin. Shit. Um, He's got a history of... Yeah, he does. Yeah, but with McGovern, I saw him go down and just grab that ankle straight away. Yeah, it didn't look good, did it? No, but it looked like he landed sort of crossways. One thing I did notice too, he's he was wearing blades. Yes, really. Yes, I noticed that oh, as well. Shit. Not many players did seem to wear blades they still these existed. days. But what was weird yeah. was that the, he hobbled off. There's tra- two trainers right next to him. Yeah. Why the fuck are you letting him walk off? <laughs> well, he came back on. That's, that's a dumb thing. Yeah, put an arm around the bloke. That's what you're getting paid for. On the like blades you can put thing. Your weight on them. I remember seeing. Uh, I think it was a West Coast game actually, a couple of uh, weeks ago. They had Roaming Brian, and he met the bloke who invented blades. Yeah, he got screwed out of the company. Yeah, he's like, oh, he yeah. must be feeling pretty good. He's like, no, nope, I got made nothing of it. I got screwed over. I'm like, oh, all right, moving on. Leave it out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why uh, it's an old saying uh, for journos. You never ask a question you don't know the answer to. Yep. Mm. Um, Brian learnt that one. That mm. one. Anyway, well, probably not. No, probably right. You're right. Uh, and finally, St Kilda and the Bulldogs. Uh, we finally got to the Saints. Uh, 116 points is a fair old turnout. I think they had 70-odd in the first half. Um, couldn't believe it. Uh, again, the sacked coaches are uh, 3-0 this year. Yeah. yeah I, was, I, was, I was watching this game just thinking, all right, when are the Bulldogs coming back? When are the Bulldogs coming back? Exactly. It never happened. Saints were just too good all over the ground. Um, and to be fair, I was watching uh, you know most of the game, and a few times I went, oh, yeah, Pontepelli is playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Well, but, who's, who, on that coach's bit, who are the, the three front runners at the moment? Ross Lyon, <laughs> Brad Scott, and Brett Rutten. Uh, hang on, for, for St. Kilda. St. Kilda role. Yeah, they're, they're the, the rumours. Um, yeah. Ross Lyon, I just don't understand. I, no, I, I, I really don't. If you if you even entertain that idea, sack the board. Yeah, yeah. They, I, they need to go. I think, you know, we've said it already in this podcast as well, that's one of the things. Like, their board is not performing. Mm. Um, they've made too many mistakes. I don't know if sacking Richardson was the right call either. However... Brett Ratton's a fucking great coach, and yeah. he should be the front runner. Um, I don't know if Brad Scott, maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, but I think you'd be hard pre- hard pressed to go past a, a bloke with more experience and uh, the right um, temperament now than Brett Ratton. I think yeah. he'd be a great decision. Yeah, he was definitely underappreciated at Carlton. Like I thought he was actually a good coach, but that didn't yeah. give him enough time. 
I think Ratten or Scott would be a good call, which is probably why they're going to go with Lion. Yeah, probably. Um, if they do, that's a lol of the year right there. Yep. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Insta win. Uh, but on the game, you know, the Saints did a lot better than I fucking thought they would. Yeah, of course they did. Um, and they had, uh, they had a very mobile, um, active forward line. Like yeah, they were yeah. leading and making space. Well, I was just looking at Bruce. Like, is at the bottom of the pile for stats. He had 11 touches and one goal one, but he was all, right? all in all in the forward line, breaking yeah. packs, making contests. His game was much better than the stats allow him. Um, but also getting uh, – Jake Carlisle did a couple of smart things in the back line. <laughs> I was fucking amazed. He is a good player. He is. He's a very good player. Dumb as dog shit, though. <laughs> uh, he was a, a, like center half back, full back, yeah, being the general down there. And I'm like, mm. this is exactly what they need. Um on emerging, before this week, could you tell me who Hunter Clark was? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's played some good footy for him. Couldn't he's, tell you now. <laughs> uh, he's, he's only nine games in, so he's only a rookie, but uh, he had a fucking blinder. God, well, there's one thing for Saints as well, is that they're starting to play uh, Marvel. Yes, yeah, Marvel. Marvel Stadium. Um, better than any other team now, and they used to be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Considering it's the, our home ground. And yeah. the Bulldogs used to be the best. Yep, yeah, absolutely, exactly. yep. absolutely. And now uh, Switch, they've figured out how to get that team running through the middle. Yep. But on that, uh, Dunkley, having career best season. killed it. But uh, 38 touches and McRae with 34. Jesus Christ, those boys are doing their job. What's everyone else doing? Um, I know we say it nearly all the time as well. His old man couldn't kick over a jam tin. Yeah. Um, but, geez, he's turning into a good ball user as well. Uh, yep. His old man could uh, – he, he was a proper backman, though. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of the uh, – give him one of the ribs and one of the back of the head as they're going for a mark. Head ball, don't care. I'll punch it anyway. Yep. yep. Yeah, he was – um, but yeah, decent old uh, game this one too. Well, it was good to watch, um, not just you know going through the motions, but really puts a stop to the um, uh, momentum that uh, the Bulldogs had mm, on the. Yeah. But you know they, you know, sack your coach, Bulldogs resign their coach, and look at the results. Yep, that's just what you get. Well, yeah, because Cameron was also another one linked with uh, Saint Kilda as well. Or, Leon Cameron or Carlton, one of the two. Yeah, that's silly. Um, all right, uh, round nineteen then. Collingwood, Richmond, MCG, Friday night, fourth versus fifth. You're going to love it, don't you? What a game. Big fucking game, and I've got the night off, so yeah. that is great. <laughs> yeah, but it's sold out. You can't go. Yeah, it's going to be gonna go. And it's going to be wet, too. And I think wet helps Tigers. Absolutely, it does. And just the momentum of Collingwood, they're down. They're on their heels. Um, this is the time where Tigers can put one over them, and we're fighting for what is net third spot, I believe. Yep. Uh, percentage obviously comes into it. So we can overtake Collingwood to a fourth, and obviously we start taking on GWS. Yeah, I think you play them again soon. Someone else. Not sure. And Lions. Um, Lions, yeah. However, the way the season's gone, if your club's been bagged all week, you come out and win. So, That's the problem, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Tigers have been talked up all week, and Collingwood have been bagged. We I'm have. still tipping Richmond, though. Yeah, same. In a close one. Uh, Hawthorne and Brisbane down in Tassie. Wow, that's that. Uh, well, I mean, really? Yeah. Hawks really? Yeah. I am surprised. Brisbane have won the last three against Hawthorne. Really? In Tasmania? Yeah, one in Tassie, two, well, two of the Gabba. That, that doesn't fade me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the matchups that will actually have meaning here. Um, I mean, can Sicily run on Big O? I mean, he's a massive fucking unit. Sicily's seven, like He's all Australian without a doubt. Uh, yeah. at, at the minute. Um, but he tends to do better on the more mobile forwards rather than the big well, stay-at-homes. Well, I mean, you, the, you'd send um, Stratton, I think, to the big O, but, um, yeah. you know, Frawley is having a career-best year as well. Yeah. 
you know, he's, he hasn't had a bag kicked on him um, mm. all year. So maybe it's his turn. Mm-hmm. And consider what the weather's going to be down there in Tasmania on Saturday as well. Right. If it's shit in Melbourne, it's going Fucking to be shitter. Cold. In, yeah. in, it could, yeah, there's breezes that blow in bright angles. Yeah. Um, not really Brisbane-friendly territory. Well, I think Tasmania. Brisbane are used to those breezes because they have them up there. Like, they've got a pretty shit ground. Gabba. Yeah, yeah, but they got sun. Yeah, I think it's uh, weather's all right at the Gabba. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. That's a given. Um, oh, I I can't tip Hawthorne with any confidence at all. Um, so I'll go Brisbane. No, I'm on Brisbane. They've got the fix in. Um, Carlton and the Crows at the MCG I, on Saturday. I'm honestly tempted to go Carlton here. I am going Carlton. I, I think I will, just because Adelaide are on tilt. Yeah. Um, but you get bagged all week, you come out and respond, don't you? Yeah, but Carlton are the Brisbane yeah, they, of this season. But Adelaide were bagged in the papers. No yeah. one read it. Besides Brisbane. And is that the MCG? Yeah. Uh, which, uh, you know, Carlton don't play the MCG as well Terrible as they play Marvel. Terrible weather too. On Sunday, Terrible probably. weather. Oh, yeah, um, I think it might be Carlton. I think when it comes, when it becomes bad weather, it's, it's about scrappy effort. Yeah. And I think Carlton are certainly scrappy and, and they're playing with effort now. And I was going through the, the results actually this year. Um, yeah, and Adelaide beat Richmond. Fair enough. Good mm-hmm. win. Um, but besides that, they don't really have big scalps. And they mm. are in the eight because they play Gold Coast twice. Right. You know, um, and they've beaten them by 95 points both times, I think. Yep. So there's two wins and massive percentage. Um, that helps, you know. Yeah. In but, a close year. But also, I think their main offensive weapons are more effective with a dry ball. Oh, I'd give Eddie Betts a bar of soap in the shower, and I'm sure he could still slot a goal. Depends what you want to yeah, yeah, goal, yeah. yeah. There you we'll go. run with that one. Um, that was going to a weird place. <coughs> there was lots of uh, possible innuendo for jokes in that yeah, one. Just let I, it go. I tell you what, I set them up. Are you guys are going to ignore it? No, uh, West track, Coast are hosting North over in Perth. Well, obviously, I'm running with upsets, so I'm going for the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> North couldn't have three heartbreaks in a row, could they? Fuck yes, they could. <laughs> this, is, this is the heart. This is the. Look, if, if Shaw's tanking, he's doing a fucking awesome job. If you could actually tune you, the game to that point, he's hit it well. He is. Uh, he's using his mental powers for evil right about now. St Kilda and Melbourne at Marvel Stadium. So I'm just keeping assuming we're picking West Coast. Yeah. St Kilda, and Melbourne, Marvel Stadium. Well, I've talked up Saints' ability to play at Marvel, and when you talk us up during the week, so uh, you've got to St Kilda. Then you got to follow it. Yeah, I, I, I can't tip Melbourne. <laughs> they're having a shit season. Yeah, and it might get to that point too where they're like, you know what, fuck it. But if they get to the point where they're playing Gold Coast, the Gold Coast are looking at a chance. They fuck- do they play Gold Coast? Um, I don't know if it'll matter even, yeah. even if they do. Um, Port Adelaide are hosting the Giants. Um, th- there's no reason why Port Adelaide should win this based on and current they still form. Could. Well, I'm, I'm going to tip them. I'm tipping Port. Yeah, because it makes no sense. Like fucking up everyone's tips, yep. basically. Um, Port Adelaide uh, Bulldogs and the Dockers at Marvel Stadium this will be an interesting one because there's been a little bit of unease about the Dockers during the week and obviously the Rossi Lyon stuff you know it's, mm. it's been whispers loud enough that he'd had to answer questions at press conferences about it well it's about fucking time it's only three <laughs> years too late yeah Maybe. I think he's I think they're fucked so uh, tipping the dogs at, yeah I'm on the, the dogs, dogs. I think, on the uh, guys like Libertori and um Bontepelli can't have two bad games in a row. Yeah. Yep, there's a lot of sense yep. in that. Um, could be five back, and I reckon there's also a chance that Sandy actually plays away from Perth Shit. for the first time in a very long time. The doctor's yeah. point here is he, allowed, <laughs> is he allowed to? I don't know. <laughs> he, they, he, it may happen. We'll have to wait and see. They'll have to yeah. shipping in pieces. Right, he started walking here last week. <laughs> um, Swans and the Cats at the SCG on Sunday. See, the Swans are better than 15th, but they're not better than Geelong. Are they better than 15th? 
Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll put them about 12th, 11th. Yeah, fair enough. I would say yes because you're outside Victoria. <laughs> those spots are usually reserved for the shit Victorian teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the Cats can't lose uh, again, surely. No, I don't see it happening. No, I can't. I can't. I, I just don't see the weapons that uh, Sydney have to counter the weapons yeah. that uh, Geelong yeah, there's have. There's too yeah. much going on yep. at Geelong. They can't play that badly again. Yep. And finally, Gold Coast and Essendon up there. There's no reason for Gold Coast to... I, I really want a reason to tip them. Yeah, but, but I can't see that. Every scenario yeah. I can come out with, it doesn't happen. No, it's there, Essendon is, every day. Is there a Duckworth law? <laughs> <laughs> They'd need that. All right, that'll do us. Yep. Yep. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.